Welcome to the final episode of Intermittent Fasting in Midlife. I'm your host, Heike Yates. Today, we're diving into your top 10 most asked questions about intermittent fasting. This episode is perfect for those just starting out or those who've hit a plateau and are looking for answers. So let's dive into our feature content. Hi, I'm Heike Yates, a fitness and nutrition coach with over 35 years of experience. I'm on a mission to empower women over 50 to reclaim their health, strength, and vibrancy and step into the best version of themselves during this extraordinary phase of life. You're joining an incredible global community of women who have decided to stop dimming their light and ignite their inner spark instead. I'm thrilled to have you with us. On this podcast, I break down complex fitness, nutrition, and mindset concepts into easy, achievable steps that you can incorporate into your life today. No matter where you are, it's never too late to start. I sit down with some truly amazing people who've gone from tough times to great heights and experts who share tips to tackle your challenges. You'll feel supported knowing you're not alone in your journey. It's like having a personal support team in your corner. Together, we're going to change the conversation around aging, break down barriers, and reveal the true power of being over 50. So let's challenge the norms, take action, and say, yes, I can. This is the Pursue Your Spark podcast. So let's dive into those 10 most asked questions. Some of them you may think, oh, Heike, I already know about this. You already told me about this. But I'm starting out with what is intermittent fasting? So many people are still confused of what it is, what they should do, what it's all about. So I think it's a valid question to answer again, just to get more clarity. The philosophy behind intermittent fasting is based on the principle that humans have evolved to withstand and thrive during periods without food. By mimicking these ancient eating patterns, many believe that intermittent fasting can help improve metabolic health, reduce the risk of chronic diseases, and promote longevity. There are various approaches to intermittent fasting, each with its own set of rules around timing. We have the 16-8 method that's the most well-known of all methods. Uh, involves fasting for 16 hours each day and restricting your daily eating period to 8 hours. For example, 12 p.m. to 8 p.m. The 5-2 approach entails eating normally for 5 days for the week while limiting calorie intake to about 5 to 600 calories on the other 2 days. Eat, stop, eat involves a 24-hour fast once or twice a week. Alternate day fasting allows for a 24-hour fasting window every other day. And there are many more versions of that, shorter, longer, um, you name it. During the eating windows, intermittent fasting doesn't restrict what foods you should eat, but following a balanced and healthy diet is generally recommended 
to maximize the benefits of fasting. So if you want to heal your gut and you keep eating fries and burgers, I don't think your gut will love it as much. This involves consuming vegetables, fruits, proteins, and whole grains while limiting processed foods and sugar. The fasting period can initiate several physiological responses that are not activated when the body is in constant state of food processing. So we're thinking of three meals a day plus two snacks. You will constantly churn food over in your stomach. These include improved insulin sensitivity, increased growth, hormone production, and enhanced cellular repair processes if you give your gut a break. How does intermittent fasting work? Intermittent fasting leverages the body's natural metabolic shifts that occur when we stop eating for a certain period of time. When we eat, our bodies use glucose from the food as energy. Glucose does not immediately get used, but stored in the liver and muscles as glycogen. During periods of fasting, once the glucose is depleted, the body starts to convert stored glycogen back into glucose. But when these stores are also exhausted, the body then turns to fat for energy, entering a state known as ketosis. For women in midlife, this switch can be particularly beneficial. Postmenopausal women many experience changes in body composition, such as increased abdominal fat, which we can att attribute to hormonal changes that affect our metabolism. Intermittent fasting can help counteract these changes by enhancing the body's ability to utilize stored fat. Ketosis, the process that burns this stored fat, isn't instant. It often begins several hours into the fast when insulin levels decrease, signaling the body to use fat as fuel. This process can result in weight loss and improved metabolic health markers such as reduced blood sugar levels, improved cholesterol profiles, and decreased inflammation. Now, it takes a while, so when you finish your dinner, you don't instantly go into ketosis. First, your food is digested. Once that food is digested, your process of ketosis starts. So be aware of what time you're eating your dinner. The benefits of tapping into fat stores goes way beyond weight management. Fat is a fuel source or an energy source, I'd rather say, can lead to a more stable energy level without the spikes and crashes often associated with a diet high in refined carbs. For women in midlife, this can mean better concentration and mood stabilization and overall way better energy throughout the day. Additionally, the fasting period encourages the body to undergo cellular repair processes, such as autophagy. The cells remove and recycle damaged components. This is really cool. This can be an essential factor in aging healthily as it may contribute to improved cellular function and longevity. I think this is, autophagy is such a cool way of cleaning the gut for your body. Uh, it's just amazing what the body can do. By adopting intermittent fasting, many women find that they're not just losing weight, but also experience a profound shift in how their bodies operate, leading to enhanced overall health. Remember, brain fog? Are you still there? 
I have brain fog. And sometimes I'm thinking I'm 62, I'm just old, but I do have brain fog. But since I started fasting, I have way more clarity and way more energy. It's essential, however, to approach intermittent fasting with a strategy that considers the unique health needs of each woman in midlife. We need to focus on what you need, not just an overall approach. And that's how we potentially adjust fasting lengths to suit individual health goals and lifestyles. So it's not a one-size-fits-all, if you ask me. So what can I eat and drink during intermittent fasting? That's an important subject because finally we can eat and drink. But what is it? What you eat and drink during intermittent fasting or during your eating window is as important as your fasting schedule. While fasting, the goal is to avoid consuming anything that will trigger a metabolic response or an insulin spike, which would break the fast. Let's start with what should we drink during fasting? Water, stay hydrated, drink a lot of water, tea, herbal teas. Uh, water doesn't affect insulin levels. It helps manage hunger, very important during intermittent fasting, maintaining organ function and flushes out toxins, also super important. And it is, as we get older, also good for our skin because it hydrates our skin. Black coffee is a favorite for many fasters. Black coffee can help suppress appetite and boost metabolism. However, it must be consumed black as milk or sugar would break the fast unless you use heavy cream, which is pure fat. Now, I have to say that I am not a fan of black coffee while fasting, give it that you have the energy level and it's, it's tasty for some, but I don't feel it is healthy for my gut, so I choose herbal teas because they are an excellent choice as well. They're, they're calorie-free and can offer a comforting alternative to water with flavors to choose from. So I drink my fennel tea. I drink a lot of green tea. This is my go-to. I don't drink any coffee at all, except for weekends. I drink some decaf, but it is your choice. You choose what works for you. So experiment. Now, what do we eat during our eating window? When it comes to, to our eating window, the focus could be, should be, needs to be on nutrient-dense foods. We've talked about this in another episode already. These foods pack a large amount of nutrients in a relatively small number of calories. Think of vegetables, leafy greens like spinach, kale, Swiss chard, or high fiber, and essential nutrients while low in calories. Proteins, lean proteins such as chicken breast, tofu, legumes, and fish like salmon are not only filling, but also provide the necessary uh, components for muscle repair and maintenance. Whole grains, foods like quinoa, brown rice, whole grain bread provide complex carbohydrates essential for energy and fullness without spiking your blood sugar. Yes, you heard that right. Whole grain bread. Read the ingredients. Not every whole grain bread is made the same. If it has more ingredients on the box that you know how to pronounce, go to your local baker, get the bread that they make there, and that's just healthy. Then healthy fats, of course. One of my favorites, avocados, nuts, seeds, and olive oil offer healthy fats to help you feel full and support your hormone health. Fruits, 
While higher in natural sugars, fruits like berries, apples, and pears provide antioxidants and fiber. Pear is really high in fiber. So if you have trouble going to the bathroom, pears is the way to go. They can satisfy the sweet tooth without the refined sugars in a processed snack. The idea during each window is to fill up and fuel up or get more energy in your body. By choosing foods rich in nutrients, we're supporting our body's health needs while improving your fasting efforts and effectiveness. Remember, intermittent fasting is a flexible approach to eating and what you eat should align with your overall health goals, dietary preferences, and lifestyle. Okay, I'll bring this one up again. Can I drink coffee during fasting? You sure can, but keep it black. Add a splash of full fat milk because everything else will spike your insulin levels and get good coffee. Splurge a little bit on organic coffees, on coffees that have low acidity. There's so many good coffees out there. And always remember the best coffee I think that I've ever had was when we were in Hawaii and I drank coffee. This coffee was so kind on my stomach. It was so super tasty and it was not acidic at all. Now, let's answer the question of how long should I fast for? Because people are still confused. We hear 16-8 is the way to go. Choose the duration of your intermittent fasting is a personal journey, and it's all about finding what rhythm works best for you. The popular method, like I said, the 16-8 could be a starting point, but their adaptability is a real magic in, of intermittent fasting, whether it's a shorter 12-hour fast that fits your lifestyle for a longer one or a, a longer fast for deeper benefits. The power is in your hands to customize your fasting plan. The objective is to integrate this practice into your life naturally and sustainably without feeling boxed in. Successful intermittent fasting is about creating a harmonious balance supporting your well-being. Check out episode two where I talk about this in detail. So you choose what works best for you. And I remember one of my friends um, that had me on her podcast said, I tried intermittent fasting, but I get hangry. And I asked her how long she actually fasts. And she says, I do the 16-8. And I said, dial it back. You're not ready for this. You may never be ready for the 16-8. And she dialed it back to 14 hours and was way happier with the fasting window that worked for her. And she was no longer hangry. Number six is, can I exercise while fasting? Absolutely, you can and should. Integrating exercise with intermittent fasting, particularly strength training, strength training can amplify your results. May I recommend Pilates? Exercise naturally complements the fat burning state achieving achieved during fasting and strength training helps preserve muscle mass, boosts metabolism and improves insulin seven insulin sensitivity. It's a powerful duo that can elevate your intermittent fasting benefits. Also check out episode number five for more information. Now let's move on to what foods should I eat to break my fast? When breaking a fast, it is essential to choose foods that are gentle on your digestive system and re reintroduce 
nutrients effectively. Up for foods then combine healthy fats, moderate protein, and complex carbohydrates. Avocado, for instance, offer beneficial fats while serving a lean protein like chicken or fish provides essential amino acids without overwhelming the body. Accompany these with complex carbs like sweet potatoes or a whole gra- or whole grains like a whole piece of whole grain bread to ensure a gradual rise in blood sugar levels. This combination kickstarts your metabolism and nourishes your body without causing distress. Think about that you want to have the chicken protein, the avocado or the hard cheese before you start your carbs. So when you're breaking your fast, go with the avocado in this in our case and the um the fish or the chicken and wait with the sweet potatoes and the bread till about an hour after that. Also check out episode 7 for more details. Number 8, can I have a cheat day? Technically, yes you can. You choose whatever you do. However, when you choose the right fasting window and focus on ideal nutrition, the need for a cheat day becomes less relevant. Intermittent fasting is flexible and allows for a variety of foods during your eating window. So you shouldn't feel deprived to point to the point where you think you need a cheat day. Consistency is critical for long-term benefits. You know, I just recent I just recently decided that I want a piece of dark chocolate in the afternoon. I just wanted it. So I have two small pieces of dark chocolate, nothing more, nothing less. And it's a later in the afternoon. I drink it with my huh, with my green tea. And I feel so satisfied and made that I need to satisfy my sweet tooth, but I don't want more. So my insulin levels are not spiking at that point. Now, this question is, is a little trickier, but why am I not losing weight on intermittent fasting? It can be frustrating when we're putting in all the effort, but we're not seeing the result that we're expecting. If you find that you're not losing weight with intermittent fasting, several factors need to be considered. Caloric intake. Even with intermittent fasting, calories in versus calories out still apply. You might be consuming more calories than you realize during your eating window. You may be more hungry because you fasted too long or you skimped on what you ate and didn't eat enough during your eating window. Then there's nutrient timing. Eating large or carb-heavy meals right before your fasting period is not ideal. Aim for balanced meals that combine protein, healthy fats, and fiber to keep you full and maintain steady blood sugar levels. And then there's lack of exercise. Regular physical activity, particularly strength training, can help you break through weight plateaus. Remember, intermittent fasting is only one part of the equation, and Pilates does count as strength training. I talked to somebody today who was surprised that Pilates would be strength training. Well, think about it this way. Strength training is often associated with reps and sets. I do three sets of eight, 10, 12 repetitions. Pilates is more like I do one set of eight repetitions. And then I move on to the next exercise. You're using the bands and straps on the equipment to create resistance. 
hence strength training, bone density, uh, muscle building. Or when you do the mat classes, then you'll have a magic circle, a band, or just your body weight like we do in the Pursue Your Spark Blueprint, where we're incorporating mat exercises, Pilates mat exercises with intermittent fasting. And it is absolutely a must that we exercise. And then we have consistency. One or two days of fasting won't produce significant results. Let's be real. You need to be more consistent over time and fast more often. And we all have different goals when we fast. Um, but if you're looking to shed body fat and you want to lose weight, one or two days of fasting is not going to have, have a big impact unless you do the 5-2 method. And that is a whole different ballgame. Then stress and sleep. High stress levels and poor sleep quality can affect your hormone balance, making weight loss more difficult. And we know about stress and we keep hearing more about sleep. And I talked about the circadian rhythm also in one of our episodes. So go back to the episode where we talk about sleep and intermittent fasting. Then there may be underlying medical conditions. If you're tried everything and still don't see progress, consult your healthcare provider. You could have an underlying issue affecting your metabolism. And oftentimes as we age, it is our thyroid function that is a problem. But there's also other hormone functions that may be affected. And finally, is intermittent fasting safe for women in midlife? For most women in midlife, intermittent fasting is generally safe and can offer numerous health benefits such as improved metabolic health, better weight management, and increased longevity and energy. However, as with any lifestyle change, it is always prudent to consult a healthcare provider, especially if you have that underlying medical condition. But there are some groups of people for whom intermittent fasting is not advisable. If you're pregnant or breastfeeding, have a history of disordered eating, those with type 1 diabetes or other special medical conditions that require eating schedule for medication, people with underlying treatment of serious illnesses, illnesses such as cancer, anyone with a history of gallstone disease, women with hormonal imbalances who are undergoing hormonal treatments. Remember, each person's medical history and needs are unique. Getting personalized medical advice before making significant changes in your healthy eating habits is essential. But I want you to think about those 10 questions that you ask me. And if you are the person who says, check, yes, 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 this all makes sense to me. I understand this. Then I have done a good job with this episode. Thank you for tuning in to the final episode of our limited series, Intermittent Fasting in Midlife. It's been a joy diving into this transformational topic with all of you. We've covered everything from the basics of intermittent fasting to getting unstuck when you're not seeing results. If what you've heard in this series resonates with you, don't keep it to yourself. Share the love. Pass this episode, or all of them, along onto the women in your life who could benefit from making midlife their best life. Although this special series has come to an end, 
the journey doesn't stop here. For more empowering content, make sure you subscribe to the Pursue Your Spark podcast. There we tackle a range of topics that women in midlife care about, from fitness to nutrition to mindset and lifestyle strategies. I mentioned the Pursue Your Spark blueprint. This is our eight-week online group course specifically crafted for women in midlife. It's more than just a program. It's a life changer. Learn to eat better, move more, and unlock boundless energy. With my guidance, you'll step into a life of strength and confidence. Join me to transform your health and step into your most confident self. If you're ready to change, I'll leave a link in the show notes for you to apply to the next a cohort of the Pursue Your Spark Blueprint. Plus, if you would like to sign up for one of my complimentary 60-minute one-on-one coaching sessions, please email me at heike at heikeyates.com and put coaching into the subject line to get on the list. It was a pleasure serving you. I am super excited that you joined me through the journey of intermittent fasting for women in midlife. And I'll see you soon. Thanks for being here. Ciao.